and welcome to the Opposite Effect Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dustin Diodato. I am also one of your hosts, Dave Worth. How you doing this week? The last week of uh, uh, of uh, humanity, I guess, is the word that we want to use. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I'm in, I'm enjoying every moment. Yeah, you know, just trying to lock in on every smile and <laughs> remember every uh, puppy. Yeah, we're recording this uh, before the apocalypse. Yep. So uh, you know, uh, we don't really know what it's like. There, there was a. Um, a period of time, I was very late on my DVR, uh, and I had a bunch of shows, and um, I, and I started to go back, and I realized that a bunch of them were pre-election. Yeah. So they were like optimistic in that kind of way, <laughs> right? And I just deleted everything pre- yeah. <laughs> pre-election because then I was like, I don't, I didn't want to be reminded of that naive, yeah, child. No, we we, we I, had we a were. bunch of like. Jeopardy episodes in our DVR from before mm. the election, and you can just see like there's, a, there's just a palpable shift in people's like body language. <laughs> <laughs> um, or maybe I'm reading into it. They probably film like three months in advance. Who fucking knows? But it just feels like every just everything just feels dark. Yep. Um. Yeah. Do we want to uh, get into our uh, This Week in Crazy Trump tweets? Oh, sure. <laughs> Why not? Let's do that. Where to begin, Dustin? It was a pretty not-so-crazy week, right? Oh, totally. Everything was perfectly normal. Uh, uh, let's, save the, um, let's save the more uh, egregious one for a second. So okay. let's, let's start right. with uh, the Mar-a-Lago tweet. Oh, yeah. Well, this just happened today. Um, uh, and uh, our man, Donnie... Mm-hmm. was uh, tweeted out that he was working on his inauguration speech, kind of as if he wanted, like, a pat on the back for that. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to, like, no, this comes with a job. You do your job now. Mm-hmm. Write a speech. Um, but he tweeted, writing my inaugural address at the Winter White House, Mar-a-Lago, which I guess is now the Winter fucking White House. Great. Mm-hmm. Three weeks ago, looking forward to Friday, hashtag inauguration. And by three weeks ago, he means he was writing it three weeks ago, and he included an image in order to prove that's what he was doing. Now, obviously, we are not in a visual medium, so I'm just, I could tell you to go look at the tweet, or I could describe the tweet to you, and I'm going to do the latter because we don't look at his tweets. Um, The president-elect is seated at a dark desk. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, hunched over it, holding a legal pad. He's holding the legal pad in such a way that, although he's shot at an angle where you could theoretically see it, he's holding it with a corner of it turned up, which I'm sure mm-hmm. is because he doesn't want us to see the spoilers. Right. He doesn't want us to to pre-quote all of the right. things that we'll be quoting forever. As opposed to it being a blank legal pad, um, it also looks like there's a Sharpie in his hand, mm-hmm. which is definitely what you write on a legal pad with. It, yeah. It totally works that way. Um, he's wearing a suit with a red tie and he is seated, like I said, at a dark, at a dark leatherish covered desk Pre- with, with, um, a very distinct sort of, um, Mediterranean tile pattern. Presumably him. in his office. Oh, in Merlock. You would think. You would think. I mean, the, he has several private areas 
of Mar-a-Lago just for himself. Right. Um, Which is where you would, you know, if you're going to go write your inauguration speech, you would lock yourself away in your office. Yeah. And, and really, like, dedicate some time yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, well, there's a Twitter uh, handle named at uh, Miss Dewey who um, did a little bit of investigating of this mm-hmm. tweet and found another image of that exact desk with that exact pattern behind it. How did they get in Donald Trump's office? It's not in Donald Trump's office. No, that exact desk is the concierge desk at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, okay. So, uh, so clearly, what was happening? Yeah, was the concierge called in sick that day, and Donald Trump was like, "Look, I have to work on my speech, but I also can't disappoint the guests. I'm going to cover the desk, right? Yeah. In case somebody was like, "Hey, where can I get the best seafood?" It, well, here at Mar-a-Lago. That's true. You're just you're in the right place, right? So. I guess from his perspective, it was a very easy job to be the concierge because yeah. you would just say like, "Come here, all the best things are here," and Hang just out sort with of me, Donald point. Trump. Yeah. yeah. Um, of all the unsettling things mm-hmm. that Donald Trump has done in the past couple years, yeah. Um, this one really hits me hard. This one really unsettles me. And for, for its laziness. No, because I expect him to be lazy, and I expect him to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for its unnecessariness. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody expects that he's not writing his speech. Nobody's like, ha ha, I bet Donald Trump isn't writing a speech. We think he's writing a dumb speech mm-hmm. or paying somebody to write it for him, but we expect that there will be a speech and it will be awful. Yeah. He doesn't need to prove to us that he's writing a speech. And he especially doesn't need to prove to us that he's writing a speech by staging a photograph of him writing the speech in the weirdest way possible. Right, because it's not like his office wasn't available. It's his office. Just go there. He can go. It's like up the fucking stairs. Yeah. Why would he do this? Why? This is the most confusing thing to me. I have... I have... I... Maybe it's in a... Di- is, are, is this real? Are we in world? <laughs> is, is happening? Why happen? It, it's just an addiction. It, it's, you know, it's like sex addicts where they're like, look, I don't even want to be doing this, but I just have to do it. Or drug addicts. They're yeah. like, I know that I shouldn't be doing this. I'm going to lie to you. I'm going to lie to you all the time. I'm going to lie constantly because I am a liar. We have elected a liar. This is going to be weird and horrible because, look, you expect politicians to to, to tell some amount of not yeah. to the true. This man isn't doing that. He's not doing like the thing where he's like inflating himself or his record or or lying about his war service or whatever for effect. He's lying because he can't not lie. Mm-hmm. He's just doing it. All right, uh, let's move on to what more of the country has considered to be an infuriating tweet. Um, this time, we're going to get a little little uh, production value oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're going to let uh, Mr. Mark Hamill, right. uh, a.k.a. Uh, Luke Skywalker, but in this case, a.k.a. The Joker, uh, read you his next tweet. Yeah. 
Congressman John Lewis should spend more time on fixing and helping his district, which is in horrible shape and falling apart, not to mention crime infested, rather than falsely complaining about the election results. All talk, talk, talk. No action or results. <laughs> Sad. Congressman John Lewis should finally focus on the burning and crime-infested inner cities of the U.S. I can use all the help I can get. So that's really Mark Hamill, huh? Yeah. That that's amazing. Yeah. He's a national treasure. He is. Um. So so well, this tweet to me, right? Um, backs up my theory. That he is trying to tank this he's, <laughs> as hard as he can. Well, that's... I but mean, the game's already over, but he's still trying to tank still it. still trying to get out. I mean, that's the other thing about X, right? They're always trying to get caught. Right. right? Like, uh, um, uh, one side note just about that uh, that reading of it. And again, it is actually Mark Hamill. He actually, did, he actually does these. And again, he's a national fucking treasure. You should look these up. Um, keep doing them pre-Wednesday so yeah, that we can use them whenever please. we want. Um, one uh, hearing him read it as the Joker um, makes it clear to me what I had not read in the tweet, which is that Trump wants help burning America's cities, right? Uh, and he's hoping John Lewis <laughs> becomes his Harley Quinn, yeah, <laughs> and helps him burn uh, America's cities. That's so upsetting. Uh, <laughs> um, I, you know. Yeah, just, just just to be clear for those who've not been following along, right. although why are you listening to this if you haven't been following along, um, John Lewis is one of the OG, like, civil rights guys. Yes. John, John Lewis uh, was a freedom rider with King. He uh, was beaten within an inch of his life at Selma. Um, uh, all talk and no action. Does um, the other thing then describe him? <laughs> um it's it's uh it's like he were trying to describe um the the nether um uh dimension john lewis yeah like the john lewis with the evil the, mustache the is upside, all talk no, no the, action the upside down yeah whatever I exactly <laughs> the john lewis from the upside down is is probably all talk no action but our dimensions john lewis do you think trump is going to other dimensions does that explain this like he he goes to a dimension where john lewis is actually an evil crab creature and then he comes back and tweets about it i mean that would that would explain why he's so confused that we think he's a liar that right. he's just like no but i like i've seen his crab i'm arms. phasing in and out of your reality and <laughs> yeah. in the other reality he's He's got eight arms and he bites people. Yeah. Um, but like, if you're going to attack John Lewis and say that he doesn't have any results, don't pick Martin Luther King weekend to do that. Like, that's that's his Super Bowl, basically. Like, <laughs> like that's, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if it's his Super Bowl, but it's it's definitely like the weekend that you're like, Let's all gather in, in, in conscious reflection on the life of a great man taken from us too young. Right. But I mean, John Lewis is definitely one of those people that's like, you know. This is, this is us. This is, we did this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, everyone hated this. Everyone. People are talking... One of the things 
that has been so enraging for me about the last 16 years is that people treated George W. Bush as if he had a mandate when he lost the first election and squeaked the second one. Mm -hmm. People are treating Donald Trump as if he had a mandate. He lost this election by 3 million votes and is the least popular president to take power since we started measuring presidential popularity. Right. It's only been four presidents, but... Seven. Well, seven administrations. Seven administrations, but four humans. I mean, in the modern era, first of all, that's like saying like there's I mean, you can't you can't register that much of a of a trend line on presidencies because there haven't been that many um and right but i mean nixon like if he'd gone you know if he'd kept going probably would have come in lower well but nixon was reelected and he was popular when he was reelected he he trounced uh was uh, the guy the guy. He yeah, won but against. you know what I mean. Like there, there have been, you know, like sure. I bet, like in his defense, I bet Lincoln would have had a lot lower rating oh. because the whole South would have been like, nah, fuck that. Lincoln's guy. Lincoln's popularity would have been in the toilet, absolutely. Right. So, like, so you wouldn't even want the so numbers. Donald that bad Trump is the because, next Lincoln, right? <laughs> you wouldn't want those numbers because you'd be like, I'm more popular than Lincoln, yeah. and I think everybody loves Lincoln, right? Which is not true. Not like, at all. You know, there's a good there's a good section of the country that still doesn't love Lincoln. Right. Um, you are wrong. So just so to be clear, yeah. Not you, Dave Worth. Like, no, I usually you, am. You who hates Abraham Lincoln are wrong. Uh, yeah. I mean, depends on who's doing the hating. There are a lot of Native Americans who have a pretty legitimate beef with him. But yeah, that's true. But I mean, if you're hating him for the like freeing of the slaves and yeah, know, no, um, that's um, that's not that's not a it's, yeah, that's you could a, you could you could reason. not do that. Yeah, if you if you don't mind. Um, so again, for me, like I am interested in figuring out, like, okay, you attack Meryl Streep, she's a national treasure. Okay, you attack a civil rights leader on Martin Luther King weekend. Where are we going with this? Like, you and I are both comics, you know, or yeah, comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you heighten. <coughs> like, it's important that you give yourself a little bit of room. Like, right. For, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, like, if you, you know, like, if you fall on a banana peel the first time, then you have to fall on something bigger and have a bigger fall the next time. Right. But if you fall over an elephant into outer space the first time, right. where are you going with that? Right. Like, there's no... You, you've blown it. If, um, yeah. If If... if it's like if you the producers, the movie. Mm. Uh, if I assume you've probably seen it, but spoiler alert: if you haven't, the producers has an enormous set piece after about an hour and a half of movie, where these uh, two hapless producers realize that they have oversold um, the amount of, sh- of of shares of their uh, play that they're going to put on on Broadway. So they have to buy a legitimate bomb. They have to make sure the play they put up tanks. And they ha- find a, 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 a play by a Nazi called Springtime for Hitler. The set piece at uh, uh, about two-thirds of the way through the movie, maybe a little later, is Springtime for Hitler. They present Springtime for Hitler. And it goes up. And it includes Nazis dancing <laughs> in the shape of a swastika. 
It's the funniest thing. I have I've never laughed as hard seeing that. But had you started the movie <laughs> with that, where do you go from there? Right. That's why it happens at the end. Where do you go? <laughs> he hasn't become president yet, and he's insulted John Lewis, America's sweetheart. Where, what is he going to do next? Like, run up to, like, uh, uh, the, the U.S. women's gymnastic team and start breaking their knees? <laughs> I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I really want to. I really want to see like the the verbal gymnastics that people have to go through to be like, well, they kind of had it coming, you right? Know? Like, like he, I mean, like what 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 is this man doing? And also, like, what 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 set it off was John Lewis saying, like, after receiving a briefing from the intelligence agencies that may have included the information that the FBI cannot be trusted anymore. Um, we don't entirely yeah. know, but that seemed to be part of the implication of everybody who walked out furious. Mm. Um, John Lewis said, I don't consider President Trump a legitimate president. Now, that's that's heightened. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that, that's, com- that's coming at you. That's a big fuck you. Um, you know what a president does when somebody says that? says bless your heart or ignores it yeah you know that's that's what you do because you're president you've won right i mean even at the height of all the like you know obama's a kenyan muslim that hates this country he was just like um no i'm not so i'm gonna go do other stuff yeah (laughs) and this is the thing like all the all the all the tweets and all the coverage of the tweets People like go back and forth on should like should journalists cover the tweets? Should they should people talk about his tweets? The tweets are an easy story. They write they, they're they're already written for you, journalists. So yeah, I get that it's yeah. it's it's uh, uh it, it's 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 good column inches for you. But they are newsworthy, and they're newsworthy mostly because what they're not, which is Trump doing work. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. Every, like, I know we say it repeatedly, but every time he, <laughs> he tweets about SNL being, like, an attack, it's like, then don't watch it. Yeah. There is so much TV that I don't watch. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do not have a president job. So, like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? I, no, like, today I spent, like, eight and a half hours dragging dogs around and, and picking up their poop, and I didn't watch anything. Because yeah. I was doing that, and that is a job that is nowhere near as important as not blowing up the world. Yeah. Um, we need to get into our main topic very soon, which is going mm-hmm. to be uh, our new potential education um, secretary. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to bring up one quick thing sure, before please, that. Please. Um, it was a quote that I think came out uh, today uh, with Trump saying, like, he wants to be the cheerleader. Like, the, the commander-in-chief should be the cheerleader for America. Yeah. Uh, so he's hoping to do things like, you know, maybe you have the military march down Pennsylvania Avenue in a parade. Um, that's what North Korea does. Yeah. Like, that's I mean, what, you know. His buddy Vlad does that a lot. Yeah. Um, that's what really insecure leaders of countries that are trying to pretend like they're badass yeah. do. The, yeah, or leaders of countries that are trying to send a message to their own people. You don't militarize a street in a city 
that you own unless you are trying to tell the people in it the military might be used against you. Right. And and don't get me wrong. Like, if you want to have, like, vets yeah, being that's, a parade that's, that's, you know, that's, or whatever. That's different. Right. But in uniform with guns walking down the streets of the city is only done by crazy people. Yeah. Stop it. Okay. So let's get into... Uh, sure. Wait, did you want to talk about his Ford tweet? Oh, um, I, I don't have all the details in front of me, so maybe we'll talk about this next time. All right. I mean, it, it, the, the one thing I'll say about it is that uh, Trump is claiming, uh, Trump tweeted that he, um, uh, that NBC News uh, saying that uh, Ford and GM and Walmart bring back jobs to America um, was not his doing, which NBC News said it was not his doing, was, quote, fake news. Right. And that they should ask the CEOs of those companies whether or not Trump brought them back. And they did. And the CEO <laughs> said, we planned this for months. Right. That's how business works. This is how business works. Does Donald Trump know how business works? He does not, apparently. Okay. Uh, so that was a quickie. Uh, let's get into um, Ms., uh, Mrs. Betsy... DeVos. Yes. Um, and I think it's DeVos. It may be DeVos. I don't, you know what? I'm going to say DeVos. And if it's wrong, fuck her. Right. Uh, now, of, you know, of all the cabinet positions that don't involve the world blowing up, uh, education is definitely one of the scariest ones because it's, it's shaping how kids will be viewed, uh, how kids will understand the world. Right. Going forward. And, I want to be clear about something at the outset. This is one, education is one of the things where if you look at it um, from a certain mindset, it's completely fucked up and has been for years. Yeah. Both of us went to public schools, right, Dustin? Yes. They were awful, right, Dustin? Yes. Right. I mean, they were not like, I mean, define awful. They were not. Well, school was one of the pla few places I've ever been where somebody could walk up to you, punch you in the face as hard as possible, and then walk away for no reason. Agreed, but I don't think that that, I don't think that speaks to, like, schools being Children are bad. terrible. No, children are terrible. I also can't tell you. Because that happens at camp. Yeah. I, like, uh, but at camp, I could tell you I learned how to make a lanyard, and in school... I didn't really retain any information. It wasn't until, like, I got older and... Oh, like, that's where you picked up a lot of your reading. And I'll bet, like, nope, I most learned, of I, I, I actually was a reader before I went to school um, and a reader after school. And, uh, like, school didn't give you me... Didn't, you didn't pick up some, like, division while you were there? Uh, basic math, sure. Fine. Okay. I'll give them basic so math. So your contention is that school is, is unnecessary? It's not that it's unnecessary, No. It's that it is a, uh, it's a fucked up thing, and it needs to be fixed. Right, and that, that's what Betsy comes And a in. lot of people, well, I'm going to draw the analogy that a lot of people felt that way about the government and decided the way to fix it was to hire a flamethrower. Right, blow the fuck up. Um, I think Betsy DeVos is quite possibly um, the tip of that particular spear because she sure seems to hate schools. Right, now... Now, if you're going to put somebody in charge of education, um, like like they're hoping to be the case here, um, predominantly public schools would be the assumption of the focus of this person. Right. Um, now, it would be great if you picked a person who had gone to public school. Sure. Or whose kids had gone to public school. Or who's been in a public school. Right. Um, none of those things apply to this woman. No. Uh, and when asked... 
Um, like, which he definitely not defund public schools. Uh, which seems like a very straightforward question of like, are you are you confident that you will not defund the concept of public schools mm-hmm. if you cannot give a firm? Yeah, no, we're not gonna like. Was it defund or privatize? Privatize. As, I mean, is that yeah? Is there is there a major difference? I, there, there there is a major difference, just in the sense that like a privatized school has a very different focus. Right. You know. Uh, well, no, I mean, the, I, certainly there's a uh, yeah. Certainly it, there's a difference between a privatized school and a public school, but I, uh, there's a different. But she's not going to defund public schools. She's going to make them run on the private model, which is has worked great for prisons. Mm-hmm. In that uh, uh, prisoners get murdered all the time and and, and die a lot in in uh, privately run. I'm so sad right now. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we were talking before that, like, we, um, we had, in our, in our first episode of this podcast, we discussed being in a post, post-truth era. Yeah. Uh, and we may very well also be approaching a post-education era. Yeah. Uh, where education is not really valued No one very seems much. to have noticed that America is a young country and for it's been around around for a little over 225 Mm -hmm. years thereabouts right and um for a lot of that time it sucked yeah it was small and fucked up and people were constantly killing each other in the wilderness and then we did some things with government and teaching people for free and making uh, 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 our resources work for us, mm-hmm. and it got better. Not enough. And you then, know, you and know, then, and, and then people decide they didn't want that anymore. You know what it's missing, according to Miss Betsy? Um, it's missing God's kingdom. Um, Why does God need everyone's help so much? He's God. Yeah, but a lot of people don't know. The thing is, a lot of people don't know about Christianity. But they do, though. Do they, though? They do, though. Like, do people really know who Jesus was? I mean, yes. Like, everybody knows who Jesus was. Are you sure? Yeah, pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if I walked out the door right now in, like, this, like, the single most diverse place in the world where you can find every fucking religion, if I asked everybody out there, do you know who Jesus was? They'd go, yeah. And then, and then, if I was like, "Is he for you?" They'd be like, "I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Buddhist." But how would you ever learn anything if it wasn't taught in school? Um, I suppose I would do my own reading, and I have a family who will teach me stuff. Doesn't add up. No, I guess not. Um, yeah, I, uh, um, I was thinking about whether or not we should teach uh, Christianity in public schools. We definitely shouldn't. Right. Um, but I will accept it. Okay. If, um, if we do a poll, figure out how many people are Christian, how many people are atheists, how many people are Jewish, how many people are Muslim. Right. And then we divide the education into that subset. (laughs) So that for like 60% of the year, we'll totally teach Christianity. Right. And for like 30% of the year, we'll teach that God doesn't exist. And that everything is random chance, and 
There is no good and bad, and everything is just meaningless. And when you die, you blink out of existence. Mm -hmm. And then we'll spend some time teaching about, like, being Jewish. Sure. Or being, like, Hindu. Or being, you know, Muslim. I I mean, the other thing, the thing I like about it is, like, it's not like there's not Sunday school. Right. If you're fucking going to church... You're learning. You're learning about church. What is? What do these people want? How much more church do they want in these in, in in these lives? We've made. I've made my decision. I am not that. Don't try and get me to swallow your fucking right. But you, church cock. Here's the thing. You don't understand God. God's love enough. That's the thing. Like if you really understood <laughs> how much Jesus loves you. As a person. Great. That's so nice of Jesus. And I love then Jesus, you would be on too. Board. I'm all about nice Jewish boys who love their moms. So what's holding you back? Nothing's holding me back. I just don't want to. You're going to be going around telling people that the universe is more than 5,000 years old. Yeah, probably. And then everybody's going to get confused. Well, uh, it's a confusing place. I am sick of you trying to convince everybody that dinosaurs existed as opposed to being put in the ground by Satan. Okay? That kind of, Here's my no, question about you, that. If, you, if Satan you, is that powerful, yeah. then God is... God beat up Satan. Right. God is, like, so much more powerful than Satan. Why is God letting the trickster, like, put dinosaur bones in the ground to confuse us? No, because here's the thing. Like, that's all Satan's fucking doing most of the time. Like, Satan's sitting there trying to, like... So, so, so the dinosaur bones are Satan's tweets? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and God's busy running the country. Right, no, I, God's trying... Every time, like, Satan, like, puts dinosaur bones in the air somewhere, <laughs> God's like, no, no, and he makes them disappear. But, like, he can't, you know... He's got to, like, deal with everything else. Right, you sure. Know? I mean, it's so, an like, infinite universe that's right. created. Um. So he just can't keep up. So like the dinosaur bones that you are seeing are the ones that slipped past God's notice. Right. You know, that's why they're so rare because like he gets 99% oh, of, sure, of them. Sure. Yeah. You know, dinosaur bones aren't rare. They're everywhere. I mean, they're rare. Like, you know, I personally have never found one, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, Look, I, I, I mean, like, a part of me is just like, you know what? Just do it. Just fucking nominate this, like, crazy piece of trash. And part of the reason is that she's so clearly dumb and terrible. The woman has never successfully run anything. She's, uh, my favorite Betsy DeVos uh, fact is that her brother is Eric Price, Prince, the uh, guy who created Blackwater. Um, they're from the Prince family who were billionaires to begin with. She didn't get to be a billionaire through being like good at business. She was yeah. born a billionaire and decided, I'll, I know what I'll do with my wealth. Uh, 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 Eric is, has decided to turn his wealth into murder. Good for him. I'm going to turn my wealth into destroying the Mi- Michigan public school system. And she's done a great job of it. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Have you seen a little indie flick called Star Wars Attack of the Clones? Um, because I think that will sort of give you a good indication as to where we're going. Um, because you look at our government yeah. and say, like, okay, 
we're going to need a lot of soldiers to fight the upcoming Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, where's the best place? Like, Blackwater is like, look, we have a lot of soldiers. Yeah. You know, um, but they die sometimes. Uh, and we just don't have the resources to, like, fully so you, create so, an army. So you think Donald Trump's thinking clones? Uh, I'm thinking he's thinking child soldiers. So oh, if you put right. her in charge of education, then, you go, we, then we can just make military schools. Right. Get them young. Like, what are the... I mean, think about the private schools that are out there now. Mm -hmm. They're Christian or military. Yeah, by and large. Right. So what? what's the most likely thing that she's going to do? Christian military. Christian military schools. Yeah. So uh, sooner or later, then we'll go, okay, great. We have a whole generation of child soldiers. Sure. Send them off. Sure. To, you know, I mean, technically they're not clones, but I mean, no. they'll be clones in the sense of like... Yeah, I mean, you know, they'll and, all be taught and, the same. And meanwhile, everybody our age is going to be um, uh, useful as slurry. Right. You know, they'll just blend us up and feed us to the kids. Right. Because by the time we realize that the kids are going to rise up and be soldiers, like you know, I mean, how like think about like you have you have nieces, you have like a niece and a nephew. Yeah. Sure. How old are they? Uh, five. Right. So if if they pulled a gun on you. That'd be adorable. Right. But like you'd be but you'd more like they're they're highly trained killing machines now. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a what an adorable army. Right. So like if a you know, the five year old pulls a gun on you, like because you're not frisking the kid on the way into your house. No. You know, so like you're like you're just setting yourself up to get murdered be by slurried, yeah. Right. Um, well, it's a perfect plan, really. It's <laughs> it sounds like one she'd come up with, certainly. Yeah. I uh, mean all the pieces are together. Um we we haven't yet talked about the thing she said. Oh, okay, yes. Um, <laughs> which we should probably at some point mention. This is one of my favorite comments. It's amazing. <laughs> I, uh, they, they were trying to push her on guns in school <coughs> and just trying to get her to commit to like, hey, maybe guns shouldn't be in school. Right. Um, and... Uh, she eventually came down to talk about a very specific district now, in yeah, Wyoming. There's, there are a million ways you could handle this. And I'm going to preface this by saying, I think that the issue of gun violence in, in, in our society has been used as a lot of issues to drive a, a false narrative that there are basically two uh, sides of this issue. Um, there are the people who want to restrict their guns and take them all away, and there are the people who want to have sex with their guns and never get them taken away. And, I, and, and, it, and it elides the much harder um, idea of tackling what actually the root causes of violence are and how we could address them. Um, can, can I just... Yeah, please. Uh, I'm distracted by one, one particular comment. In, yeah. the, in the having sex with a gun scenario yeah, that yeah. you had referenced earlier... Um, is the assumption that you are having sex with the hole at which the bullet comes out, or the hole? I think the gun is penetrating you. Okay, that makes more yeah, sense yeah. Then, because I, I was concerned about somebody who who could potentially stick their penis in the hole in, where the bullet in, comes yeah, out because no, it's that, a very very that's, tiny that's hole. A, that's a tiny, yeah. Right, and I um, thought maybe then the trigger, but no, then like that's very dangerous. That's but now, super dangerous. now the way you explain it, yeah, that yeah. makes that makes a lot more sense. Um, so anyway. Uh, <laughs> I just needed. I, I knew that I was going to distract everybody. Super. It's it's an important point. Um, uh, the, the 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 
the the point that I'm making is that um, there are a lot of nuanced positions she could have taken on guns, even in schools. She could have said, I don't think that people who aren't old enough to handle firearms safely should have firearms. Uh, I, I think that in general, guns should uh, be in the hand only of licensed security officials. Or she could even she could even punt to the extent that she says, "Well, I don't believe in um, uh, blanket statements. There are certainly t- uh, we see security agents in schools who are sometimes armed, and I don't want to make a statement that could be uh, read in any particular way." She could just punt, but instead, <laughs> she decided to illustrate the idea that sometimes you need guns in schools. With what, Dustin? Grizzly bears. Um, basically, uh, I think I, uh, I don't know if I can even read the quote. Uh, uh, quote. Um, I can't, so let's just move on. But uh, uh, basically, yeah, it was like uh, in, Col- in Wyoming, um, I, something along the lines is like, I believe in certain circumstances, you might want to have a gun in the school uh, in the event of grizzlies. Yes. Um, this uh, shows uh, that she does not understand... Uh, three important concepts. Okay. Schools. I mean, she understands the concept of schools. Bears. Okay. (laughs) And guns. And here's, here's why I'm, what I mean by that. She does not understand that schools have doors and you can close the doors and bears can't use doors. She doesn't understand that bears, aside from not being able to use doors, are not easily felled by bullets and if you shoot a bear, especially a grizzly, you are likely to get torn apart for a different reason than it's hungry. Uh, you are going to get torn apart because now it's angry. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't understand guns because you don't use guns on bears. You, uh, you put the gun down and you walk away and, and hope that the bear doesn't eat you. Um, how it, it, it how also- is a woman this stupid <laughs> going to be in charge of making our kids sp- smart? I I want to say that she's not, but she will be. Uh, I, I and I kind of want her to be. You know why I kind of want to see what happens. Well, a because I don't have kids, uh, so <laughs> up all you. Um, but B, I want her to be because she is this dumb, and I know that Trump is going to put somebody in that I have broad disagreements with that I think is awful in every way so if she if he's gonna put in somebody who's awful put in somebody who's dumb and awful because then they'll be bad at the job on top of being awful i'm trying to figure out my stance on whether or not like uh whether or not i'm i'm pro uh tranquilizer darts (laughs) in school because i think i think that's I mean, I think if, that's I, all, if I got accidentally tranked one day at school, that would have been a great day. Right. Doesn't that solve, like, all your, all your problems? Like, it takes care of grizzlies because yeah. that's, that's how you're supposed to deal with grizzly bears, according to TV. Yeah, or, uh, or bear spray. Yeah. They have uh, a legitimate spray for it. Right. But I, mean, built. but, I mean, tranquilizer guns is, you know. Sure. Um, then if you hit a student, basically you're just, you're just knocking that kid out. Yeah. I and mean, if you hit a big enough student, like, like you said, you're making that kid a day. Yeah. You know, maybe you develop a tranquilizer uh, dart addiction, but I feel like 
We can work around that. We can. I mean, like it's it gives the uh, the pharmaceutical industry a new avenue to pursue in terms of trying to get us addicted to their products. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So this is the woman who is going to be going to be guiding our children. Yeah. Uh, again, I I don't have children either, so this is one of those things that like I'm just like I'm angry for other people's children. Right. Um, well, I'm also angry because like. I'm going to be uh, 39 at the end of the month, uh, so in a year I'll be 40. So in about 30 years, when these kids that have been educated by this shithead are my age, they're going to be making decisions about my future. Mm-hmm. That sucks. That sucks for me. Future me is going to have so a, a lot of like trying to like, talk talk in circular ways with the, the with the with the migraine headaches that those children will be. But you will not get attacked by grizzly bears. That's true. Or you will they get will, attacked from grizzly bears, and it will be handled very very poorly. Yeah, those kids are just going to be waving around guns, going bears could bears could show up at any moment. I, I mean, and I'll be like, no, they all drowned. I mean, all do, bears have drowned. <laughs> They've all drowned long ago. We live in Waterworld. <laughs> I mean, do keep in mind that your view, when you say schools have doors, schools in metropolitan areas have doors. But there are plenty of schools that are more outside-based schools. I mean, I'm not saying that the class is outside where everybody's just sort of like, it's not a picnic every day. But, That'd be great. Uh, but there are Bring plenty. Bring a gun. There are plenty of schools. For example, the Veronica Mars School, um, <laughs> where... Uh, the classes were indoors, but then you went to an outside campus um, to go from class to class. And that's where the Grizzlies get you. Okay? Because you're so distracted by the fact that you're like, okay, I need to make it to PE, and I only have three minutes. Right. And I got to stop by my locker, and I didn't even notice that there was a grizzly bear hang, like, hanging out behind no, my locker, and now I'm dead. I'm fine with arming up against grizzlies as long as kids are also allowed to arm up against uh, bullies if with if, tranquilizer guns if i was allowed to shoot a uh, not even in, in the in the head just in the leg if i was allowed to shoot a just one of my tormentors just once with a small caliber weapon i'm sure school would have been a much better experience for everyone, including him, because he would have learned a very valuable lesson that, that he unfortunately learned later through prison. Did he? Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm very happy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, mine, mine has a, a decent job. Um, <laughs> it's not a great job. It's okay job. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, so I, I, I think you're going too far. I don't think that you should be able you to shoot. You don't think kids should be able to shoot each other right. legally but, in school? But I, I do make the argument. That's a uh, shocking statement on your part, but, but I But I would make the argument um, that, yes, um, I, I think you should be able to apply for a blow dart gun. Mm. Um, like, if you are, let's say, like, only, like, 4% muscle. You know what I mean? Like, if you are, like... There are enough boxes that you can check where you're like, this kid's going to get his ass kicked. Right. And he gets to carry, like, a blow dart gun with tranquilizers to just knock bullies out. Okay. Um, you know, like, that That I would vote for, except for the fact that, like, nobody's got good aim with <laughs> with blow darts. Right. You know? Um, so you definitely get a lot of people who are just sort of, like, 
friendly fire or yeah, you know like stray stray bow dart. School is just a fun hallucinatory experience for them. Right. I mean, it's you know, it's win win. Um, you know what? We should just we should just skate by the whole thing and just get kids rolling the whole time. Yeah. If if you just put MDMA in the water, it'll be fine. Uh, maybe this is just me, but um, if I got hit with a with a tranquilizer dart, mm-hmm. and I knew that it wasn't poison, and I knew that nothing bad was going to happen, like other than the fact that I would like pass out right. very quickly, I think I'd be a little excited. You know what I mean? Like cause it's just one of those things that you see on TV where you're like, oh whoa, what's happening? You know? Yeah. Uh, and as long as I know I'm not going to die at the end of the story. I think it'd be, I think it'd be something that like if I got friendly fire. Yeah, I'd be. Drank uh, dart. Yeah. Again, it would get me out of school for the day, and there's no, there's no arguing with it. Right. Um, so anyway, so that's uh, that's what's going on uh, in uh, this weekend crazy cabinet thing. Yeah. Uh, soon this is going to be done, and then these people are going to. Uh, then we're going to see a lot of them on TV, and it's going to be great. Yeah. Um. Whenever you are listening to this, uh, we are recording it on January 18th. Uh, Obama has something like 36 hours left in office. I enjoy them. Yeah. Try. There's a heavy sense of doom settling in, uh, a sense that the, uh, the executioner's axe is about to fall, and we don't really know... What's going to happen next? Um, my entire life, I've taken the stability of this country for granted. Even during the Reagan years when um, there was a very clear sense that we might go to war that would blow up the world. I've t- I, I, it was still a sense that America was America, you know, we might go down fighting, but we'd go down together fighting. Or just that the structures of the country, even if it was divided, and it was heavily divided during the Reagan years, that the structures of the country meant that the country would endure. And now we don't have that anymore. I think you're wrong. I, 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 I think I understand what you're talking about, this lack of stability. And I think that there is definitely fear from a leadership position that that which we believed was just an inherently... Um, true statement mm-hmm. that uh, if you that the weight of that seat mm-hmm. would be such that it would um, civilize even the most uncivil person, ignoring Andrew Jackson. Yeah, um, Andrew Jackson didn't have nukes. Yeah, it's he had true. a much smaller country. Yeah, uh, but he was still like yeah, oh yeah, no, filled he, with fleas. He did some damage. Um, and I agree with you that. Uh, that there is a fear and a doom setting in. My hope, and part of the reason that we're doing this, is, uh, for me anyway, uh, that this, the next four years become galvanizing. Mm-hmm. That we, we at least in, in our liberal utopia of New York, uh, have always believed that uh, history was on our side. Right. And that, um, and that, you know, the, the country's belief system was slowly moving towards ours. Uh, oh, it definitely is. But and this they've is, also rigged the election. Yeah. Um, and this is, like, this is the time that we have to prove it. This is the time that we have to stand up and say, no, fuck all this shit. That's true. And um, I guess that brings us to our 
charity this week or, or how we're trying to, or the thing we'd like to support this week. Um, as you know, we take um, bad thing <laughs> and try to make good thing from Opposite it. Opposite effect. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, the, all this talk about education and the, and, and the loss of potentially a generation of children to uh, stupidity um, uh, we'd like uh, you guys to consider this week supporting um, Big Brother Big Sisters um, um, BBBS.org um, it's a wonderful in, in, uh, uh, group that provides direct mentoring I'm sure you've heard of it to, of um, children um, you can be a mentor you can just donate to their efforts um, but it allows you to very directly um, affect, the life, of affect the life of a child and, if necessary, counter-program some of what <laughs> has been programmed for them. So bbbs.org. Right, and those, and those generally kids that uh, are involved in, in that type of system are generally the more uh, needy of that type of mentoring. Um, they're, that they're, they don't always have... Uh, Somebody who can answer all the questions that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and and I think there are going to be more questions that people are going to need to ask. Yeah, and everybody needs a positive role model, guys. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people just need a sounding board. Sometimes mm-hmm. people need uh, somebody to to kind of kick their ass or to you know various different things. And this is a great organization to do that uh, so that. Uh, kids don't feel as lonely and as confused by the world. Yeah. So, uh, which is definitely something that is going to feel. There's going to be a lot of loneliness and confusion in the next four years. Yeah. So, uh, check them out. Uh, BBBS.org. Yeah. Uh, have that positive effect. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, guys, and we'll uh, talk to you again soon. See you later. Uh,